is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark movies. I'm Dan. I despise Hallmark movies. And I'm Aaron, and I am in the Hallmark movies. And this is the Deck the Hallmark podcast. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Oh boy. This is it. We can shut the show down now. Oh, we got this is it. We this can. Is the last episode we ever have to do. Yes, we got Aaron Cranko. We did it. You can believe it. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much for having me. Um, we have so much to talk about. You have a movie coming out this weekend. We got Wind Calls the Heart that kicked off last week, and so much to talk about. Um, but really, what I want to know is, how are you? How are you doing? <laughs> Oh, it's very sweet. Thank you. I think I'm okay. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm a little hungry. I'll have a snack after this, but I'm good. More than how fair. More than that's fair. That's fair. She asked how you were. Oh, I'm doing great. I, um... I had a really yum, yummy lunch, and I'm just happy to be oh, here. Here I'm we gonna, go. I what what did you have? Um, I had some chicken. There's a really good chicken spot down the street. Um, yeah, they have this. Uh, they it's this, hot, hot chicken. chicken. It's like Nashville. We're in South Carolina. It's like Nashville hot chicken. Yeah, but so uh, they have um, a temperature that's honey mild, so it's like it's a little bit of heat, but Ooh. with some honey in there, and mm. it's just it's the best, and it's like a minute from my house. So I'm living my life right is what I that's think right. I'm trying to say. So I like it. Uh, pretty exciting. Aaron, <laughs> I know you do a lot of interviews. How many people say Krakow instead of Krako? A, a fair amount, but, <laughs> but that's okay. I think Krakow has a nice sort of, uh, what is it? Like an onomatopoeia thing. <laughs> it's got a, an exciting like popcorn sort of vibe to it. So I don't mind. Yeah. Um, but yes, it is Krako. It's Aaron Krako. Yeah. Krako. We knew that we would never mess it up. Our, our fans thought we would mess it up if we ever interviewed. Yeah, so I, take that fan. That's oh. right. You don't know us. Uh, but I just imagine it's something that it has to be phonetically like you have to do a lot of interviews. Wind calls the heart season eight bigger than it's ever been. People are going to do it all the time. Do you just let it slide? Do you just kind of just keep going with the interview or do you correct them? No, I just let it go. Yeah. It's not a big deal to me. I mean, honestly, that's probably the origin of the last name. I think it, it was pronounced Krakow or Krakow or something. So I, I it doesn't really matter to me. As long as you get Aaron right, I'm good. That's <laughs> yeah, that's a, good a tough start. one to screw up. Eron, Eron Krakow is here today. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Aaron, we always like to start um, at the beginning and try to get a feel for when you kind of caught the acting bug. So where were you born and at what point did you kind of get interested in acting and how did that develop for you uh, early on? Uh, do you want my social security number too? Yeah, uh, yeah if you don't Banking mind. Would it, would, it wouldn't hurt. Um. I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I lived there until I was like seven, eight. And then my family and I moved down to South Florida where I grew up. Um, and then as far as when I started acting, I, I was an only child until I was five and a half when my little brother was born. And I was very used to getting all of the attention. And that was sort of the moment where I realized I was going to need to step up my game because I was now having to share the attention with this adorable baby. So that was where things like school plays and just like, you know, dancing around the house started. Do you, uh, do you remember a specific school play that you just feel like you, like that was the one you knocked really it out of the park? Like that, that, that was when Aaron really became Aaron. Mm. I mean, 
Yeah, that was good. Which is it, Sean? 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 It's probably Sean. We don't have to write any scripts, none of us. That's the good news. That's right. Sheen. I have a memory of playing Mother Goose in a Mother Goose play in like second grade. Yeah. And that was that's the one. I read me. the reviews for that one. That was yeah. That was in was, Philadelphia. That's a tough crowd. You it's, don't a t- just, it's a tough you don't crowd. You just play Mother Goose in Philly and get away with it. I mean, they threw grader. snowballs at Santa. <laughs> Good gosh. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so you uh, started doing the acting in the school plays and stuff. And uh, how did it kind of develop from there? Did you? Uh, say, hey, give me an agent. And they, your parents were like, cool, let's do that. How did it develop for you? No, no, no. I, I, I didn't really start working professionally until I graduated drama school when I, when I got up to New York. Um, I just, I went to a performing arts high school, which w- was fantastic, happened to be like 20 minutes from where we lived. And um, it was a great education. And I realized that I wanted to actually pursue this as a career. So I I went to drama school for college and then started doing plays and yeah. Were your, were your parents, parents pretty cool about uh, you deciding, Hey, I'm going to act mom. I know I'm about to graduate high school. I'm going to act for a living. Like I'm just going to take the leap and act. Were they cool with that? They were, and they are. My parents have always, um, have always told my brother and I that we need to just follow our dreams and do the thing that makes us happy. So I I was very lucky to have parents who were so supportive of my lifestyle. Um, Yeah, man, a a performing arts high school. That sounds uh, awesome. Uh, Especially if you're interested in that kind of thing, how many people like going out of a performing arts high school kind of pursue that some sort of the arts um, full time moving out? I don't really know. I don't know about the numbers or the percentages. Um, I, in my friend group alone, there were a fair, a fair number of us who went on to pursue drama in college. So yeah, I, I'm not really sure. And where, where did you go to college? Did you mention that? I went to college at Juilliard in New York. Oh yeah. Oh. I think I've heard of it. Have you heard of Juilliard? I think. No, I, <laughs> I think I'm thinking of something else. Oh, yeah. of something else. Man, so just a real rags to riches story here. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so are you okay, Aaron? You're going to make it? So great. Okay. Um, so you're in Juilliard, that just, just rag up in school up in New York, and you are, you're just doing play. Are you, at that point, do you have an agent looking for work, or you, do you focus on school and then pursue it as a profession afterwards? Yeah, there, there really isn't time um to be working on anything professionally during during school there i mean we were working i think like 14 hour days so but but we were constantly rehearsing plays while we were there so that was great we were getting to actually put into practice the things that we were studying so what was the first big break what was the thing out of juilliard that you got hired for and you said oh my goodness this is it i'm an actor um Oh, it's a really good question. I mean, I think my first play professionally out of school was at the classic stage company. I did a production of Prometheus Bound, which actually starred David Oyelowo, who's had wow. quite the yeah. career. He was incredible. Um, so that was probably my first my first gig after graduation. What's your favorite um, uh, before performing? Like, you know, I feel like uh, uh, whenever they do like a movie and they show like an acting school, there's always like, like doing that before you act or before you do an audition. You know what I'm talking about? Do you have one of those yeah. where you really just give it, give it all you got to, to, to get ready? 
I, I don't really do that. Okay. Well, I want to. That sounds like a lie, Aaron. That's Aaron what, has it one. Sounds like you a, have one. Aaron has a vocal warm up. She does. She's not sharing with us. I know it. Okay. Okay. All right. So I will say, if if I were doing a play again mm-hmm. and I was performing for a house of twelve hundred or yeah. whatever it may be, I would absolutely do a warm up. I do a vocal warm up. I do a physical warm up, and then if I you know, on occasion I've had to sing on one calls the heart. And so I'll typically do a bit of a vocal warm up before that. Yeah. Okay. That's my honest answer. Okay. Yeah. There we go. We always now go deck the, deck the homework, deck the homework, deck, 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 something like that. And it really gets us going before. That's good. We got it. If you pay for the Bramble Jam plus subscription, you get all that stuff for sure. Um, so what's the, yeah, what, yeah, exactly. You're signing up. I can tell the, uh, so let me ask you this, uh, TV wise, what commercial TV show, what was your first entry point into television? Oh, uh, I had a a tiny role on guiding light. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I did two episodes. I was probably cut from one. Um, that was, that was me dipping a toe. And then, um, and then I got this incredible opportunity to, to play an army medic on Lifetime's Army Wives. And I did that for three seasons in in your home state, I think. You're, you're in South Carolina? That's right. Yep. Army Wives Right. Film. So we shot in Charleston. That's right. In Charleston, about three hours away. In fact, uh, Jen Lilly was down there shooting a movie, and we got to go on set and uh, and hang out a little bit. So it was So fun. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's your favorite. Uh, she's on. She has a podcast on our network about foster children. So if we say she's not our favorite, then we're monsters, Aaron. But if no, you, that's great. That's if, great. If you want to have a podcast on our network, I mean, we could make some adjustments. I feel like, <laughs> like maybe rescue I, animals. I don't or, think. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would be very good at a podcast. You guys are doing great, but um, I'd love to rescue animals. So we could talk about some kind of. I like it. Uh, collab so you spent Great. you spent three years not three full years but probably 25 30 weeks in charleston then something like that i get i i did, don't know how many weeks but i loved my time there did what did you what was your favorite part of being in, in our in our home state the food yes yeah, yeah that's the that's right the answer. correct answer. yeah that's right oh, so great so good oh my gosh there was like you would never have to repeat the same restaurant twice if if you wanted to to try a whole bunch of new stuff it was it was delicious very very hard to eat healthy though well we don't we don't even try why try we uh do you have a favorite do you remember a favorite meal in charleston Mm, uh you know there's a coconut cake at at a place you're off to a good start downtown that, that was like however i don't know how many layers but it was I might dream about that tonight. You remember the most important thing, the coconut cake. That's <laughs> right. Cake. I love yeah, it. I, really uh, good. Your uh, IMDb is um, unique to a, a lot of the people that we get to interviews because a lot of them have a lot of one-off episodes on this show and that show before ending up at Hallmark. And in your case, you did the Army Wives and then there's an episode of Castle and then there's Chance at Romance in 2014. So it's kind of like you got kind of- uh, Hooked up to Hallmark pretty quickly. Hooked on Hallmark, hooked if you Hallmark. will. Yeah. Um, so how did you end up uh, meeting up with them uh, essentially early on in your career? Um, I guess I just was in the right place at the right time. I mean, I, I remember seeing the casting breakdown for When Calls the Heart the movie when that came out prior to the series and I read the breakdown and I thought this is a role that just it makes sense for me I feel like I would really click with this and for whatever reason I I wasn't able to audition at the time and then uh, I guess it was a couple years later 
I got the audition for the series and um, luckily Penny Perry, who's our Hallmark Channel casting director, she, I believe she knew of my work from Army Wives and, and something seemed to click for her as well. And so they kept bringing me in. Um, and that audition process was pretty lengthy, but that was, that was kind of where everything started. Do uh, I, I, we have plenty of Hallmark questions, but I you were on NCIS LA and NCIS, which is a which is better? <laughs> I don't know. Come I on, like no, no, no. Based on your better? on your experience, Aaron, which is better? You know, you don't have to watch the shows. Ugh. Which experience was a better? They both could have been a plus. Which was the better experience of the two NCISs? Um. I can't answer this. This feels wrong. It feels mean spirited. Well, it's not like Mark uh, Harmon's really on the line, time. Aaron. Like you, you can look at He's listening. <laughs> They're always listening. Yeah. Um, I wore a, I wore a sweater on, this matters not, but I wore a sweater on NCIS LA, I think. And it was like a super, super hot day when we filmed and it was like, it was belted a certain way and the mic was taped ever so specifically. And, and so I was basically told like, if you can manage not to take off this sweater while we're filming, that would be really helpful. And I, I try to be as low maintenance as possible, but I was like, I was so miserable. I was so, so hot. And just like, it was itchy and I was sweaty and like all I wanted to do was take off this sweater but I I somehow managed to leave it on so I don't know maybe the other one so the other one that's as good a reason as any <laughs> I love gonna, it it's you, a, yeah let me ask you this because it seems like I mean you hit Hallmark and you hit the ground running and it seems like you're pretty much an offer only commodity at this point um, in the Hallmark world. Were there any early on like bad auditions? Like, do you remember like a, a specifically bad audition where you just, you walked out and you're like, man, I tanked it. That was really, really bad. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I I made some bold choices <laughs> in the beginning there. I I remember auditioning for a play and I it must have been in the script. I, why am I telling you this? I feel like I need to why am I telling you this? Uh well, I've started. Yeah. It must have been in the script that the character like flashed her underwear in the middle of the scene. Oh. And so here I am in a room with like you know, probably three elderly gentlemen sitting behind the table with their stacks of headshots. And I was just like, well, it says it in the script. So I like, <laughs> oh my gosh, lifted up my skirt. And then I walked out thinking like, that was so inappropriate. Like, why, did, <laughs> why did I do that? Why did I do that? And then I don't think I even got a callback, which uh, I'm sure says more about them than me. Yeah. But I, that, that was a. I, and they said, it's Hallmark. It's why would you do this? Uh, Aaron, this is when calls the heart. I don't know what script you're reading. Get down and oh, you want to try that again? I know. I <laughs> no, know. I got to be that's honest. That's why they had to bring me in four more times. That's right. Aaron, I got to be honest. We've, I asked that question to everyone we have on the show. So that that's a pretty great answer. Uh, that's that's oh, up there. is it? Yeah, that's a pretty great answer. Mm. In fact, our other best answer for that is also the only other person from Juilliard we've had on Luke McFarlane, um, who oh, I love Luke. Yeah, who got a basketball thrown at his face when he walked through the door to audition for Superman. And the no, the director too pretty for that. That's right. And he didn't know how to catch. He didn't see it coming. And he didn't. Oh. You just gotta ask him the story. You the two Juilliard answers that maybe my favorite two answers. That's yeah. pretty great.
Yeah. Yeah. You did it well, though. We aim to please. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Right. You you learned Classic about that training at Juilliard. at Juilliard. They're just trying to see what uh, you know. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, take us more into that uh, audition process for One Calls Heart. You said it was a lengthy one. Um, mm-hmm. Did Hall. Did Hallmark know, like, at this point, it's clear, like, this is Hallmark's, you know, signature, signature series. Yeah. Um, did Hallmark know that they, like, they wanted When Calls to Heart to, to be kind of the, the, the show that they kind of, like, this is, like, yes, we have Good Witch, and that's great, and Chesapeake Source, but When Calls to Heart, like, it's got this name behind it that yes. every, like, it's kind of transcended, I think, Hallmark in a sense. Did they know that they, that was kind of the goal? Like, they had this, um, the movie that worked out well. Um, did they know that, did you feel pressure? Like, does When Calls to Heart going into it, or did it not have that um, uh, originally? Well, I think it has as it has grown into the reputation that you've just described. Yeah. So that's lovely. Um, but but I do recall at that I think it was at my final chemistry read at at Crown Media at their offices, um, one of the network execs said something like, Are are, are you committed to this long term? Because mm-hmm. we see this being a series that we want to do for years and years to come. And um, I, of course, said, yeah. So so I think even back then they had a sense that this was something they wanted to really invest in, which was, you know, great. Did, for were me. you serious about four auditions? Like, you, did you really do four auditions for Wind Calls the Heart? Um, it, probably more. Wow. Wow. But that was fine because really each one was like such a joy for me. I was so excited to be working on this character and this material. And I was getting to read with lots of different guys and there was just a sense that like, oh, this could actually happen. So I was happy to do it. Um, Uh, Yeah, I think there was an initial, uh, there was an initial read with Penny. And then I think there were maybe like three callbacks and then a meeting at the network and then another chemistry read at the network. So wow. did you do chemistry reads with to find Jack as well? Did you, did, did you have to do those? Just to find Jack. Yeah. Well, well, and, and Elizabeth, I guess. Oh, I thought they had hired you the right first. Pairing. I'm sorry. I thought they had hired you no, first. No, okay. no, no. Um, I mean, I think, I think they had sort of narrowed things down by the end there. It was, it was myself and one other girl and then Daniel and, um, and we've spoken about this publicly and Andrew Walker was right. the other guy who, who came in. Um, and they were both fantastic. So fantastic, in fact, that though they cast Dan in the role of Jack, um, they were really excited to find something for Andrew as well. And so yeah. they they brought him in. I'm sure you've seen. Oh, him. he's a red. They, yeah, they, yeah, they give yeah. him a mustache, which I, right. I loved. I told yeah. I uh, took a picture uh, when we were watching and sent it to Andrew, and I was like, I need this to come back ASAP because it's just <laughs> too beautiful of a mustache, and I think he really pulls it's it a off. Good stash. Um, I want to, you know, we're we're only uh, eight episodes in out of this recording of season one, so we've got a lot of ground to cover. But the thing that I think, um really drew people in early on is the connection that you and Daniel have like immediately, like those, the sparks that are there immediately, the way that you guys um, are able to kind of grow your relationship early on without expressing your feelings, uh, I think is what really drew people in. 
what talk a little bit about working with Daniel early on and how quickly you guys kind of felt that chemistry because the chemistry is clear even for Dan who's it's not a favorite thing in the world but even he mentions the chemistry is there so how what like how early the on chemistry is like, great chemistry is great to be honest it's how, there how early were you like this is gonna yeah. be this is gonna be easy like Daniel we we just got it I just want to make sure I heard you correctly did you say it's not Daniel's favorite thing no it's da- sorry, sorry this Dan, Dan this over Dan. here. Oh, oh, you, yeah. you, you. Okay. When, yeah. when Daniel heart, Listing yeah. loves you. Yeah, when Calls the Heart, not, <laughs> not my favorite show, but my problem with when Calls the Heart oh. is I don't care about Abigail getting the cafe. Elizabeth and Jack, I'm in on this. I'm in on that storyline because you guys, your chemistry is great. So that, that so was Dan, you, you love a love story. I love a, a, a well-written and acted quality love story. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, great. Well, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the... The chemistry, the connection, the sparks, whatever you want to call it between Jack and Elizabeth. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think I realized how powerful it would be, how, how, how much it would affect our parties. Um, I'm thrilled that it did, obviously. I think for Dan and I, we were both having this new adventure together, um, I, I had never been to Canada. I don't know if he had. We were both, you know, leads on this new show. We didn't know each other very well. So we were sort of experiencing that adventure and getting to know each other as our characters were getting to know each other. Um, it was it was really pretty easy. Like, there was just something about working together. It was kind of like, it just felt natural. I don't I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. I, I want to, you know, we've talked to, to Daniel before earlier this year, last year, actually. Um, and he mentioned kind of going through the show. And at one, some point he was like, I, I think it's ready to move on. I, I, I want to know for you, like when he came uh, to you and was like, I think my time is uh, up here. Like, what was that like for you? Cause this is all it's, you know, it's, it's your career as well. And it's the show. And you had built this amazing thing that people were like, were you scared? Were you like, don't do it? Did you try to talk about it? Like, what was it like for you to have this guy, your love on this show, people love the show. And he's like, I think I want to move on to pursue other ventures. What was it like for you as kind of the, the second part of that, that pair? Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> that seemed, you seemed like the nicest person alive. That thanks for asking just didn't seem like it was quite as sincere, Aaron. <laughs> no, I actually mean it. I am very sincere about it. I appreciate you checking in. Um, I'm not, I'm crying because I'm laughing, not because I'm crying, although I'm crying. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, we got it. <laughs> so, when when Dan came to me to share this news, it wasn't, I'm thinking I'd like to explore other options. Yeah. It was, I've gone to the network, I'm leaving. Oh. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I he wanted to tell me himself, uh, which I appreciate because if I'd heard from anyone else, he would have been in serious trouble. <laughs> um, I was... I was really, really sad. I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Like I, he had become such a a partner in crime. He, he was like, our working together just worked so well. And it was like riding a bike every time we'd come back to set, it was just easy. And I think I was probably a little nervous about what that meant for the show. Sure. And you know, obviously I, I care deeply about when calls the heart and all of the people whose livelihoods are wrapped up in it. So 
I'm sure there were moments where I wondered, what does this mean for all of these people? Like, are, are we still going to have jobs? Is the show going to, you know, if Hallmark lets us continue with this show, will we continue to have the success that we've found without Daniel? And Luckily, we have been able to to stay on the air, and the Hardys still seem to how, be very invested. How quickly after Daniel uh, made the decision did you hear from Hallmark? Yeah, we want to keep going because it could like they could have wrapped it up there, yep. and there it is. So, how quickly were your uh, kind of worries, uh, you know, extinguished there? Uh, I I don't remember the exact timeline, but I do think that there was probably they probably made an effort immediately to kind of like set my mind at ease and let me know that just because they were letting Dan leave, it didn't mean that, that it would be the end for us. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, um, is Jack's dead? Is that that accurate? I I know we're not there yet. Oh my God. Dan's sitting over there like, why? I've been trying to listen, but I'm in shock over here. I got to put this, my, my pieces back together. Uh, Just try. try. Let me ask you this. Since that cat's out of the bag. uh, (laughs) um, What was that like going? I mean, Hallmark doesn't kill people, Aaron. They, They don't do it. And, they ki- they killed the guy and he was kind of the the you know the biggest male lead in the biggest show on the on the network and so the hardys were upset they were they were they were really mad and we know that firsthand and so for us like for for you reading that go just tell me can you take me through the process of reading the script where you're like oh dang this isn't he's not you know, wh- wh- wow, he's he's dead. Like Ghost Jack is not coming back in the picture. Go, take me from that to the, the 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 fallout of all the Hardys probably tweeting. We want J- still Chris. Chris told us they he will still read comments that say I want Jack back on the show. Um, and I'm personally yes. Team Ghost Jack, but that shouldn't affect anyone. <laughs> uh, just take me through. You're not writing the show. Take me. I'm not. We clearly we, take me through reading that script of, oh, my goodness, they're going to kill him to that kind of the backlash and outburst from the Hardys and then putting a Band-Aid on that. And then because, look, you guys, the, you're, you're bigger than you ever were. You're, you're big, season eight is getting national television coverage. You're crushing it right now. And at that time, it, it can't have felt like that was possible with the blowback that happened after his death. So just could you walk me through that? Um, I feel like there were a number of questions in there. Yep, there were. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I, I will start by saying, I need to take some ownership over the whole Jack's death thing. I didn't just read the script and go, oh, he's going to die. It it was, there was a lot of conversation about how do we handle the fact that Dan is leaving the show. And I think everyone was in agreement that he would never just leave Elizabeth, that, that sort of cheapened their love story. And so the only real way to make it make sense to make it believable would be for Jack to die. Unbelievable. So unbelievable. Um, so what I'm hearing is it was your idea. You killed your, Jack. Your, you pu- killed you Jack. pulled the trigger. <laughs> that's Aaron. No, hanging. no that's, that's not Aaron what I'm hanging hanging up right now. <laughs> <laughs> and goodbye. Um, well, look, I mean, you guys don't have to agree with me and I'm sure there are a lot of parties who don't, but, but I, I felt that way. I, you know, if we were to say, okay, Jack is going to suddenly break up with Elizabeth. No one would buy it. Yeah. And, and you know, the other side of that, if he were to just 
go off on some mission and then never come back, it kind of puts your, I mean, then at least your romantic lead in Elizabeth just on ice. Right. Um, sure, we'd be getting to tell different stories, but it's, it's, it just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, can I say this re, real talk? I, not only do I appreciate the integrity of the decision, like I think that's a, that took a lot of backbone and integrity on a, a channel like Hallmark to, to do that. And I think it was the right call, even though I'm not there yet, uh, all, all joking aside, but it's also very clear that you care not just about the character of Elizabeth, but about curating the best possible world for Hope Valley because the fans care. And you just like, it seems like your, your roots are just very much in deep there and not because you're getting a paycheck because you love it. And so one kudos to you, but two, how long did that take? Was that, were you in that deep from the very beginning? I know you said you're, you're willing to go long-term, but like over the years, has that just kind of grown with the, the audience or have you always been that adamant and shown that kind of forthright forthrightness about, about character decisions like that? Thank you. Uh, it's been from the beginning, I think. I, I don't really, um, I, I try to approach my work and the, the things that I'm doing with all of my heart and care. And um, so, yeah, I, I've, I've cared that much from the beginning. It's a little exhausting, I'll be honest, but um, I, I think it's part of, I'm not just crediting myself. I think I think many of us involved in One Calls the Heart care in the way that I do. And that is, it's probably one of the keys to our success. Yeah. Um, when, let me ask you this, uh, as far as post Jack, um, when you got the script that said Elizabeth chooses Lucas, what was your first reaction? Oh, that's cute. <laughs> So we, but we tried. We tried. We tried. We gave it and I, <laughs> uh, this was worth a shot. I, I, I'm proud. You, of now, at this point in the show, Aaron, that's I'm proud a, of us. The silence is the best answer. We did it. We did our we jobs. Did we can move on. But at this point in the show, uh, you, you are so involved with every aspect uh, of When Calls the Heart, and and your your name's on it, and I know you're proud of it. Do you kind of get the full arc of the season before the season starts? Like, do you get to sit down and say, okay, this is the arc. This is where we're going. And so you kind of know, not necessarily, all right, this is going to happen in, in episode five or six, but do you know where the characters are going to end up from where they start from before you start filming a season of, of When Calls the Heart? Um, sometimes it varies from season to season. And we've actually, we have had uh, a number of different showrunners over the years and each showrunner has a slightly different process. Um, this year we, we had the, uh, great luck of working with John Tinker as our showrunner and he's incredibly collaborative. Um, he was a great partner to me and, uh, and he was really good about making sure we were on the same page and, and that I had a sense of where things were going. But, um, but things also change. So some, sometimes you think you're going in one direction, you end up going in another. Or, uh, you know, someone delivers a performance that that takes the writers in a different direction. It's just, I think it is, it's still kind of fluid, which did, is nice. Did they change their mind about if it was going to be Lucas or Nathan during the season? Oh, wow, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. It's a great yes. question. I'm proud of the question. I, I just the answer is a little left a little to be desired, but I'm proud of the question. Uh, I mean, I complimented no, you. No, that's true. That's, that's true. true. That's true. No, you're right. You're 100 right. Um, you got any other wind calls the heart? Because I got m movie questions. Uh, I I have uh, well one more. I, I and it's really just about the the decision about uh, Lucas and Nathan. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to ask you who, uh, but I do want to know like what, <laughs> what ultimately helped them make the decision. Do you, do you know in the, in the, in the writer's room, like, were they just waiting for one of the guys to just be a bad actor? Like what, <laughs> like what were they waiting on for, for two seasons where they were like, all right, now, now we know, like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like what go, be, what went into the, the it's gotta be more about you. giving Elizabeth time since Jack. Yes, right? yes, 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 yes. But ultimately yeah, someone's absolutely. getting chosen. Right. So, I mean, spoiler alert, I know you're not there yet, but, but obviously at the end of season five, that's kind of where it, Dan left and uh, she won't say it. There so, you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, got one of he these. died. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so when we came back in season six, it was really important to me that we not just jump into a new romance for Elizabeth. So uh, we wanted to give that time. And then season seven was more of that flirtation. And then season eight was kind of getting to know the guys. But really, they're both so uh, talented. They're both great on screen and off. It, it, we would have been in great shape either way. Um, and it just came down to a decision that was going to be made with input from a lot of people, um, uh, including and perhaps primarily the network. So, um, you know, it's going to be great either way, guys. It was the best two out of three coin flip, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like, let's just. Yeah. Paper, rock, scissors. Yeah. They paper, rock, scissors. They did it. That's they did it, it in, in downtown Hope Valley. <laughs> yeah. Got them. It just doesn't. And I, 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 maybe it's just me and having watched eight episodes. So take this for absolutely nothing because my opinion's <laughs> worthless in this regard. But it just great. seems like Elizabeth wouldn't end up with two Mounties in a row. Like that seems like a lot, like seems like it would remind her too much of Jack. That's just my, my two cents. But you know. What do I know? I don't know anything. Um, let me ask you this. Last one calls a heart question. Um, is there any avenue where Lori Lachlan comes back on the show? Oh, I really hope so. I really hope so. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously biased because she's a dear friend, but uh, I feel like there's a lot more to Abigail's story, and I would love for us to have an opportunity to tell it because it really was – I mean, we, we certainly did the best we could, but it was cut short, and yeah. – um, and I think she is a big part of what makes one calls the heart, one calls the heart. And um, I'd really love for her to come back. Yeah. Well, I'm with you. Yeah. No, uh, I, I mean, we've, we've said, you know, we've talked about all said like literally from the beginning, people have do. done way worse and still come back and work. We don't understand. She's a big part of the show. We don't understand why she wouldn't come back on. So we're with you on that regard. Um, I do want to talk some about your movies. When calls the heart seems to really be your baby. Like it seems to be very, very important to you, but these movies and the, because of that, the movies, tend to get a little bit more, it seems to me, at least on the on the Twitter and on the Instagram, people talk more if Aaron's in a movie because you're the darling of When Calls the Heart. And so it's like, oh my gosh, the new Aaron, Aaron Craco movie, oh, whatever that I'm movie. the darling. I yeah. like that. You, you're, you're welcome. And uh, and so- And you don't do like three or four of these don't. movies a year. It, it so. seems to be a rarer occasion for you to do a movie. Um, and my question is, is do you have to, because you spend time in Hope Valley and you want to take time to not be filming all the time, and I assume that you're getting scripts from Hallmark. Do you do you have to be pretty selective about the scripts that you do? Like, or, or are you telling Hallmark, hey, this in my schedule works. Let's do a Love Ever After movie or a Christmas movie. How does that work? Because I assume Hallmark would love to have you do a movie every season and you're the one that has to be like, okay, mm-hmm. I've got to kind of uh, guard my time and make sure that I'm, I'm, you know, prioritizing and balancing and living a, you know, a normal life. 
you are giving me an awful lot of credit. Um, I, I, it's really just, it comes down to scheduling, right? So if I'm starting one calls the heart in July and we're wrapping in, you know, mid November or something, it's a question of, is there a movie that's slated to go into production that makes sense for someone like me, uh, that works. And, and, you know, I mentioned Penny Perry earlier, she and her team do an incredible job of matching up their actors with projects that they think they're well suited for. But, um, but no, I'm not really like, I'm not telling Hallmark which scripts to give me or it's just, you're not, you don't turn them down. Like you don't say, Hey, I just got too much going on right now. I can't do it. Um, I don't, I don't know that that's really happened. I mean, there was a, there was a project that didn't feel right for me for a number of reasons. This was several years ago. And so I think we looked for a different project, but, um, but no, it hasn't really been a timing issue because they know my schedule and they just work around it. Nice. I want to ask you about the Father Christmas series really quickly because there was a period of time where you were playing Elizabeth uh, going, and then yeah. three years where you got to go back to this Miranda character. Um, yeah. That's interesting, um, and it's very rare for Hallmark <laughs> to do a, a, a trilogy of movies, mm-hmm. um, especially Christmas-based. Um, was, it, was it difficult to keep going back to that character um, with each, uh, movie that followed. Um, cause for me, as the person who loves these movies, um, I love the first one. And then with everyone after I wasn't as invested in the story cause the love that was there, I'm happy. Um, so how was it for you as the person who's coming back and playing this character, but doing it three different times over the course of three different years, I imagine that's a challenge to keep going back to that character. So are you saying you were most invested in finding Father Christmas and then less so in That is what I'm saying, so and I was very invested in finding Father Christmas. I loved it. Okay, so I, I won't take offense. I no, appreciate no, no. that. No, 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 you shouldn't. Um, <laughs> I'll stay quiet I, over here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, aren't you the one who loves these movies? No, I, um, I don't like them. He loves them. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I know, yeah, I know. Okay. I, um, I... I didn't find it difficult to get back into Miranda. Um, I, I think that, that, you know, the main reason they did these three movies was because they were based on these books by Robin Jones Gunn and and they, uh, there were three of them and Mm. people responded very well to the first movie. And so we were able to make the second one into another movie and, and so on. Um, But no, I had a great time on those movies. It was really that that was kind of a departure for Hallmark if you think about it. Yeah. I was playing a woman who, you know, who who came from a, a love affair, uh, and and then went when her mother died, she went in search of her family in Vermont. So that was it's a bold. Um, that is a bold move for Hallmark, that especially that th- yeah. that was what six or seven six or seven years ago. So that well, was just uh, 16, 16 So years. five years ago. Five. Okay, five years ago. Yeah. Um, do you think like it's it's clear Hallmark is forging a new path from a content standpoint and from a movie making standpoint, um, and you've had the ability uh, to see that firsthand because you've been with the network for seven or eight years. Are you excited? I'm sure you're excited, but looking at these new opportunities and this is a good segue to it's always it was always you because that movie seems very much not something Hallmark would have made four or five years ago. Um, are you excited about this new uh, direction and opportunity that, that Hallmark's kind of taken with their actors and their, and their scripts? Yes. I mean, short answer. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled with the steps that they're taking forward. I think it's so important. Um, and I'm really proud 
of the network for doing so. Uh, and I agree with you. It, it was always you maybe wouldn't have been made a few years ago. It, it is, it's another bold choice. So um, I'm really excited that they are where they are and that I, I got to do it. Tyler told us that he had the first what draft. Tyler tell you? He said that Aaron <laughs> is just so high maintenance. And so I'm just kidding. Uh, yes. uh, yes. Tyler said the first draft of the script that he received for it was always you was unlike anything he had ever read for Hallmark. No questions asked. And obviously they, they did some things to change that script, but he, he still couldn't get over like on that first read what he was reading. Mm -hmm. Can you just tell us your reaction the first time he read the script and kind of your thoughts? I couldn't stop reading it. I was so, so excited that it had been offered to me. Uh, Kathy Clovis wrote the script. She's clearly incredible. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. There was so much heart and so much humor. And I just knew immediately, like, whatever we have to do to make this work schedule-wise, we're going to do. Um, and, you know, another thing was as soon as I read it, I felt like, Oh, this is, this is Tyler Hines. This guy is Tyler. I mean, not that they're the same person, but I just felt like Tyler's going to nail this role. And so I really hope they offer it to him. And luckily he Tyler accepted. seems like the guy that would steal his brother's fiance. Yeah, no, I, I, and I agree. Oh, no. I do agree though. Aaron. I agree. Because that's the vibe that I get too. Every time I talked to him, I was like, this guy, he's up to no good. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Oh. You can answer it if you want, Aaron. You want to clarify it all, or are you okay. just you're going to stand by it? No, I think I'm going to stand by it. Okay, I love it. I love it. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned humor. You're clearly very funny. Hallmark has this thing no, where they, they don't they don't allow people to be funny in their movies, and they started to change that over the years. I know that's fine. You don't have to agree. Uh, but like for instance, okay. I I like I. I not only talking to some different actors, but just watching the movies they've got this year, the Christmas movies were funnier than they've ever been. Um, and, and talking to actors that feel like they get a little bit more leeway. You did sense and sensibility and snowman. And I remember thinking you and Kimberly Sustad seemed to be having like this great banter back and forth, like actual sisters that lent itself to more natural humor than Hallmark was really willing to do. In my opinion, in years prior, it, do you feel more comfortable going for jokes and going for humor in these movies than you did four or five years ago? Or do you feel like it's the, pretty much the same experience? Uh, it's pretty much the same experience. It's just a matter of what, what they keep, what actually makes it to air, I think. Um, but I appreciate you saying that about myself and Kimberly. We had a really good time on that movie. And, and I think it was important to both of us that we create a, sister dynamic that felt true to life so um but yeah i agree with you i think more and more we're getting to see more um comedy infused in, in to these movies and um that makes me really happy because i i always thought i would end up doing more comedy i just keep getting hired to cry over dead people <laughs> no and that's, that's great but you're getting good at it so you know i <laughs> Oh, thanks. <laughs> I I, um, I saw a picture uh, from It Was Always You and Tyler's playing guitar on a treehouse. And I didn't see this until yeah. after what? I talked to him. And I just want to know what, what's up there. Because... <laughs> What like what's he do? Like he knows what he's doing, right? There's nothing as stable as a man who lives yes. in a treehouse. Yeah. Does he live years. in that treehouse? Yeah. He doesn't live there, but he likes the view. <laughs> He likes to get yeah. up there and, you know, kind of like 
he knows he's being watched so he'll look off into the distance and just like strum a few chords and he he knows what he's doing um he by the way he just texted me and with messages for you guys so i feel like this is this is appropriate right oh for sure this is what is he what does he want he says tell bran he's charming and (laughs) likable oh boy and daniel if he ever gets the number of Hallmark movies I've made wrong again, <laughs> the Heinies are going to have his head. They are. That's true. Um, what's funny about that, Aaron, is that I said he had made seven in three and a half years, and he initially took a little bit of an offense to that. Like I was saying, he was making too many movies. Turns out he had made eight. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I, I don't know what to whatever, tell you. Whatever, Tyler. Yeah, whatever, Tyler. That's right. That's pretty good. Sorry, yeah. we shorted you one. What Shorted you one more movie. Yeah, I'm sure your bank account <laughs> Minds as well, Tyler. Um, I want to. If I if I were to ask you this question, um, and you, you be honest, I, I want you to be honest. Taking it was always you out of it because I I think it's going to be a hit. I think it's going to be amazing. It's the movie I'm most excited about okay. for Love Ever After. Of the other movies, Hallmark movies you've done, is there one that kind of stands apart from? I I love this movie. Like this is I love it. Um, uh, are we, we're going to exclude the one calls the heart. Yes. Yeah. Let's exclude it. Yes. Okay. And, and we're excluding the flick with Tyler. Yes. Correct. Okay. Just, I like to know the rules. No, and I appreciate that. And no takesy backsies either. Right. And that's an important rule. You didn't rule. get our rule sheet we emailed yeah, to that, you beforehand? Yeah, I, I sent it that's to your people. You, it's a rule sheet. I'm yeah, sorry. Shoot. It must have gotten lost in the cloud. I will call my manager. Um, in the cloud. <laughs> I, so I will say, I think Sensibility and Snowman would be up there. Um, yeah, I'll, I will go with that. Uh, I was really excited to be reunited with Luke McFarlane, who... As you know, we went to school together, and so that was really fun to kind of reconnect. Did you know him and while you were in liked... school? You were you guys actually went to school at the same time. Did I know him? Oh. Uh, so Luke was a senior when I was a freshman, and I just remember thinking, who is this Adonis? I mean, <laughs> he's he's so beautiful and so talented and he seems to be very nice. Like, how is this, how is this possible in one human being? Um, I didn't, I didn't actually know him. I just kind of like looked at him from afar and thought, Oh, he's really, he's really something. Um, but he was always nice to me. And so it was fun to get to reunite and talk about like, you know, old teachers and old Juilliard like stuff. You know how it goes. Oh uh, boy, don't I? <laughs> okay. My, okay. My, my biggest takeaway from Sensibility of Snowman is the fact that Luke went for it with that hat. That like hat. He, he yeah. had like a little yeah. newsy hat. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved that he went for it. Yeah. It was it was a decision, and sure I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he did it. Uh, yeah. Uh, rapid fire. Uh, rapid fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're each going to ask you three questions about anything. You have to answer them um, as quickly and as honestly as possible, but more oh, about this is the. Bad. I should leave. But, but more about honesty, and less about quick. Like you don't have to be quick. Don't let it, don't let it. They're called rapid fire. I understand, but it's more about the fire. Just don't get upset, Bran. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, it's yeah. more about the fire. Are you ready? Okay. Dan? No. Uh, the best meal in Philadelphia that you've ever had. Wow. Uh, 
likely something my mom prepared, but but something recognizable would be Rita's water ice. Rita's water ice, and water ice is how they say it in Philly. I like that. If you're from, if you're in Philly, you're gonna say water. Water, yeah. water. oh water, water. Uh, what's a what's a <laughs> place you haven't been that you you're hoping that you get to go to? Great question. Thank Marina. you. Oh, the list. Are you guys thinking of these on the spot? Yeah. Yes, we do all of this on the spot. We don't prep oh. for anything. True story. <laughs> Stop it. Um, <laughs> I well, I wasn't sure. That sounded so like off the. No, cuff. No, we really are doing all of this off the cuff, Aaron. I'm not. That was not a bit. We I'm genuinely really sorry. don't prep. We have not prepped this. at all for this interview. This is just. This is just this is us getting to know you. It's a true story. No, you are not. I promise. There's I no notes. I guarantee you. There's no notes. What's Nothing. What's on those computers? Can you it's, turn it's that around? No. Our Facebook group gets to watch it live. That's what's on the computer screen. <laughs> we don't have any notes. You have no notes. Zero notes. Oh well, <laughs> I have to say. I mean, I I was quite impressed before, but I'm I'm like really impressed now. God bless you, you Aaron Craco. That we're just you're gonna, doing a really good job. Gonna, What's that so clip, interesting is we will play that clip on everything, yeah, Aaron. You just don't even know what you just did for us. Thank <laughs> you so what much. But what is what is interesting <laughs> is in our notes at this point it does say get Aaron to give us a compliment. <laughs> so it all worked out well. It all went according well, to plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was your dumb question? What uh Amazing. what was my dumb question? <laughs> oh, it was what uh where does she go? Oh, where do you want to go? Oh, you haven't been. Yes. Yeah. The list is long. So I'll just, a few places. I'd really like to go to Greece. I'd like to go to Italy. I'd like to go to Spain, Australia. I I am not as well-traveled as I would like to be. So once the world is safe again, off I go. Well, Hallmark, but you know the heck out of Canada. And, and yeah. I think that's all that matters. <laughs> also, Hallmark does, Hallmark's doing the location movies, Aaron. Yeah. You got it. You, you got an in. Come yes. on. Um, okay. Wait. So actually this is important. You guys, it was always you. If it does well, I would really like for us to have a sequel. And I feel like it would make sense for the sequel to take place somewhere far away. Oh, I like it. So yeah, I think I'm, if, if I'm, you this, agree, I'm campaigning now. if you agree to come back for, it was always you too, to our show, I think we can make it happen. Yeah. Aaron. I, we have that poll for, yeah. for, for sure. Okay. Deal. I, I will say, I, I think, it. I think that if you and Tyler Hines, who's made eight movies in three years asks, I think you I think can you make might it happen. Get it. I think that might work out. I think, I think the ratings are going to be solid for this, Aaron. That's just, call me Nostradamus, I but I think the ratings so. are going to be solid. What's the most, <laughs> Aaron, the most memorable experience in, uh, from you growing up in a movie theater, the movie that you went to see that you left and you remember the movie theater experience? I don't really remember a specific movie, but I, it was like a tradition. Anytime I'd go to a movie with my family as a kid, the movie would end, the credits would roll. I would jump out of my seat. And again, why am I telling you this? Let's hear it. This has nothing to do with underwear though. So you're safe. I would just jump out of my seat, run down the aisle. The theater's still full, mind <laughs> you. I'd run down the aisle to the like front area in front of the screen and then just start some kind of interpretive dance to whatever yeah. the song was they were playing. Oh my God. So this is normal, right? We, all of us did this. Yeah. How much does your brother hate you? <laughs> <laughs> there she goes again. <laughs> or was he joining you? Did was you he... have a duo? Uh, you know what? He, he was probably too young. Mm. Man, at that point, this he is, may have joined me. This is such. But this good was stuff. last year, right? This was last year when you did that. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was last For year. Sure. Yeah, just yeah. a little dancey dance. Um, what's a what's a, what's a childhood friend that you fell out of contact with that you uh, kind of miss? Give them a message, and we will <laughs> pass it along. I'm still a little bit stuck on on the embarrassing story. I yeah, just told you, and I'm wondering if I shouldn't have said that. Um, a a childhood friend who I missed. This feels very personal. Um, <laughs> we didn't prep at all. Brain Brain asked the worst questions. I'm really sorry. No, that it's a really interesting question. I just uh, I okay. Yeah. Um, and it was straight to, to camera here. Straight to yeah, camera. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, hi, Laurel Schaefer. <laughs> it's been a really long time since we've talked. <laughs> I miss you. I see you're doing very well on, you know, various Facebook posts from time to time. And congratulations on your beautiful growing family. Let's get back in touch. Wow. Oh, I love it. You nailed it. That was great. That was amazing. See, we're bra- like we're yeah. making connections here. And Brian Campbell, I hope you're doing well, pal. <laughs> I haven't talked to you in years. I I know I I you know, I keep track. I know you got the kid and stuff. It's wonderful. Hope you're doing well. Michael Benthal, we had a falling out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm ready to mend fences. Uh, was it him or it, you? It was him. Yeah. Aaron, I'm going to put you on the spot. I need an honest answer. Don't give the political one, please, because you've just crushed this interview so much. In your mind, the ideal number of seasons for when calls the heart. Oh, boy. Uh, we were actually just talking about this as a cast. We were sitting around Abigail's Cafe and having a conversation about what felt realistic and... Um, uh, you got it. <laughs> I, I just want to keep going. If you're asking me right now, okay, but it's not PC is the thing. It's okay, genuine. Okay. So, oh my gosh. so it may also be PC. <laughs> okay. You know what? We were just so well. We were. We I, you really convinced were. me that you actually like liked me this whole time. And uh, now I know what's going to happen. I saved it for last, but I just uh, give me a number, Aaron. <laughs> Even if it's 20, just give me a number. Great. 20. Oh man. Shouldn't have given her an answer. I did so well up until that point. I gave her an answer. You did. <laughs> um, do I have you one did. more? I think, no, I think that, no, no, I don't remember. Yeah. 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 You got one more. Go, go, go. Okay. Um, I, I brought this up to Tyler. I think Tyler needs to be brought into when calls the heart. I said, I think you should swoop in right before you decide and take you away and be like, it was always you do this whole thing. I think it would be really great. Um, but is there, uh, if Tyler was to come into the when calls the heart universe, what type of character would he be? What, what, what would kind of be his thing, um, in Hope Valley? Mm. Um, I would like, let's see, something with like body paint and, um, (laughs) I don't know. I would really like to give him some kind of weird challenge. Like maybe he's a magical sprite from a distant land and he comes in and I I really, I haven't thought about this too much, but, but I want to do something like kind of funny and weird and embarrassing for him. He's been doing this since he was seven. It's like time for something weird and new. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Uh, Aaron, you are a joy. Let me be honest. You're an absolute joy. You must come back and do this again. I mean it in all seriousness. You're wonderful. Thank you so much. You gave us a, a full hour 
and and, and you didn't blink oh, at a gosh. single question. I mean, God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. It was really nice chatting with you guys. I will admit, I was nervous. I thought maybe one of you liked me and one of you hated me. I wasn't quite sure how the formula worked, <laughs> but um, you've both been very nice. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. I love you. And uh, how can people follow you on the social media if they're <laughs> somehow they're not already doing that and they're also watching this? They can follow me on the social media at sign Aaron Krako. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and I live tweet the One Calls the Heart episodes, as well as I'll be live tweeting It Was Always You on oh, Saturday night. fantastic. There you go. It Was Always You this Saturday, mm-hmm. 9 p.m. on the Hallmark Channel. Watch it. Um, I mean, who isn't going to yeah. be? Am I right? That's right. Everybody. And, and I just got in our producer's ear. Watch When Calls the Heart, episode five, when she chooses Nathan. That's what you need to look oh, out for. Oh, interesting. Right cool, episode cool. five, they it. do it yeah. halfway, halfway, halfway through. Halfway. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Mm. That's wild. That's interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. Wow. Yeah. It Who's is. your producer again? Uh, Tracy is. Yeah, her name. we don't, we yeah. don't, we don't talk. We don't need to. Uh, thank you so much, <laughs> and uh, you know what? May we be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, thank the you. The Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast. It's produced by Brandon Gray and presented by Friendly TV. Our lovely set is decorated by Plum Home Decor. You can check them out at plumonmain.com. For more information on Bramble Jam podcast, go to bramblejampodcast.com. And to hear every Bramble Jam podcast ad-free, go to bramblejamplus.com.